Blog Talk Radio. Another Friday night edition of a John Party. I'm one of yours, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Nothing too much. What's up with y'all? What a day. What a week. (laughs) All I can say, what a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too much what? happening. Yeah. Mm. Yep. You're right about that. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's so much you can't hardly. Yeah, that's true. Weather's been nice. Mm-hmm. But all this news and activity, you can't hardly keep up. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just take a number, stand in line, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. I see a lot going on in the political field, so we'll be starting off with the night, Bob. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we can, you know, we can definitely speak on that political thing because uh, it just seems like um, that whole Republican Party is a, a mess. And this is speaking on a, you know, non-party bias uh they just don't know what they're doing over there. You know, they they all hate each other. I never knew the hate was so vicious. And uh, they can't agree on nothing, and everybody's watching them. And there's a whole other side of Democrats wondering what they're going to do, and there's no Speaker of the House. So when it comes to um, anything, you know, the, the new money for the fiscal year and the uh, the war going on to give money to uh, you know Israel yeah yeah they can't approve anything because nobody's in the, in the and then they all want to go out and take off you know oh we'll, we'll be back we'll be back we're going to take a break i never seen a, a break from the work you're not doing. The question is, have you ever seen a facility <laughs> that has all the breaks in the world? Now, if if they don't approve the new money, they'll still get paid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, take, they take all the breaks in the world, fighting amongst mm-hmm. themselves. What do you think about that? If you're an outside country... Mm-hmm. What do you think if you're looking at the United States, we can't even get together and, and put a Congress together or put a, a whew, I don't know. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. I don't know. It's amazing. Yep, that it is. Yeah. It's truly amazing. And in the internal madness, you got Marjorie 
Green. You got the boy who got in who snuck in. What's that boy's name? Uh, Santos? Oh, yeah, George Santos. George Santos who snuck in on lives. He's still up in there. Oh, don't forget Menendez. Yeah, He's Menendez. He's got indictments going on with the gold and the him and his, Him and his big sexy wife. They got big money going on and go bouillon and they stuffing their money in their panties like the Prince, talk about him. Your boy from uh, Prince George Don't County. Talk about him. The old uh, county mm, exec. Well, mm. Put in your panties. Put in your panties. Yeah, that was Johnson. Anyway. Well, I don't have too much to say because I'm going to talk about it in my commentary. Where are we going with this anyway? Where are you? So, I, I don't have too much to say other than just briefly, this, where are we this going dysfunction with this? is embarrassing. I think other countries mm. are laughing at the United States saying, oh, look sure. at this hot man. Sure. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Well, what's, is, is that part of our topic for the uh, starters off for tonight, Papa? Or we want to yeah, I just want to speak on that. Just, I just want to make everybody mm-hmm. aware of just how muffed up, you know, that situation mm-hmm. is. Because despite everything going on, we cannot forget that our our, our backyard ain't clean, you know? Right. They may be fighting this stuff in other places, but we tripping, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting mm-hmm. how this country tends to want to dictate to other countries mm-hmm. how they should run and what they should do and not do and all of that. But we can't even get our own self together. Yeah, we're a mess. You know, how are you dictating to somebody else how to run their affairs when we can't run our own? So it's never going to filter down to our poor because we're mm-hmm. messed up up top. Anyway, yeah, I just want to briefly go over that. But all righty. So, what else we got going on there? Uh, oh, you ready for the rundown? Yeah. That's, uh... Oh, okay. All right, let's fire it up, Kettle. What you got on all the right, rundown? All right, get into it. All right. Uh, in focus, a verdict handed down in murder of Elijah McClain. Also, California law creates ebony alert. Um, and Jada and Will Smith's truth reveals, okay? I thought it was a Hollywood thing, but, hey, that's a hot topic. Um, oh, in focus, uh, cocktail of the week is Nightmare on Bourbon Street. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, of course, we have to lighten it up with that weird news. U.S. Customs official sees giraffe feces. Okay. Also, a mummified man to be buried after 128 years on display. And a large pig named Fred captured after days of low-level crime. Okay. I'm just saying with red wine, I'm just saying, can't you all just get along? Okay, we all just get along. Seven for the city with Papa Dini, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kissing list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, it's your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with info. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous cookie list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. 
You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. 914-803-8306 or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty Alright, welcome back to the John Party when he was Papa D. I'm here with Kettle Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Ooh, all right. It's time to get in focus. And I've got the first topic tonight. So I'm going to jump right in. Um, I want to talk about the verdict that was handed down in the uh, murder of Elijah McClain. I hope everybody remembers that situation. This happened in Aurora, Aurora, Colorado. So one of the police officers, Randy Rodema, wrote, I guess that's how you pronounce it, Rodema, um, he was one of the officers who arrested Elijah McClain, who was an unarmed 23-year-old black male who then died after he was taken down by the police and then the police, or was a paramedic, injected him with something called ketamine or ketamine, and this all happened in 2019. So this officer, Randy Rodema, was found guilty of criminal uh, negligent homicide and assault by a jury on Thursday, yesterday. Now, at the same time, a second officer, Jason Rosenblatt, was acquitted of all charges against him. Now, how he got acquitted, I really don't understand because they were all in it together. They all were participants. So I don't know how Jason Rosenblatt ended up acquitted, Um, but the charges that were against him included reckless manslaughter and assault. So he got got acquitted. Randy Rodema is the one who, um, you know, was found guilty. So in the closing arguments in the trial, uh, prosecutors said that Officer Randy Rodema and Jason Rosenblatt used excessive force and they failed to follow the training and uh, misled paramedics about uh, Elijah McClain's health status. So he went on to say that the officers chose force at every opportunity instead of trying to de-escalate the situation the way that they were trained. Now, if you remember or if you got an opportunity to see that video, they came up on Elijah McClain because they had gotten a, a radio call saying be on the lookout for a particular suspect, black, and gave some kind of description that Elijah McCain didn't even really match. He just happened to be black and he was walking. He was coming from, I think, a store or something like that. And they just ran up on him. And he kept telling them, you know, trying to tell them, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not the one and all of this. And he kept telling them because of some condition that he had, please don't, you know, crowd me. I, it makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know exactly what his condition was. But they completely ignored all of that. And they, you know, assaulted him, got him all on the ground. 
and because he was fighting back, he was fighting for his life, then the paramedic injects him with this ketamine or ketamine, and it was too much for his body. This guy was a small frame guy. So anyway, as, as, the, as the trial went on, uh, you know, they talked about the lack of training and everything that these officers should have done. And the, uh, the officers were saying they responded to a call about a suspicious person wearing a ski mask. Elijah wasn't wearing a ski mask. So, you know, the whole thing should have never happened. And it bothers me that only one of these officers was found guilty. Uh, one of them, somebody along the way ended up fired or suspended or something to that degree. So, you know, of course, they made announcements saying, well, now Colorado or um, Aurora, the city, can calm down and we don't have to have the protest and all going on because people have been protesting about this since it happened in 2019. Um, Elijah McCain was actually a, a massage therapist and a musician. He played the violin. He was an animal lover, and he was just walking home from a convenience store carrying a plastic bag with some iced tea. So, you know, all of this about a ski mask and, and a suspicious person and all of that stuff, they they were just, as usual, being overzealous. So, you know, initially the prosecutors declined to even bring charges against the officers and the paramedics, but because of, you know, all the nationwide scrutiny that this case got and Black Lives Matter, all of that pushed it to the front. So they had to do something. Because, like I said, at first they were just going to sweep it under the rug and say, well, you know, it was justified. Y'all can relax now. But people, enough people paid attention. So I, I, I applaud everybody who would not let it go. And as a result, at least one of them has been convicted. So there's still a third officer, Nathan Woodard, Woodyard, and two paramedics who were involved in treating uh, McLean, a guy named Jeremy Cooper and a guy named Peter uh, Chichinet. Chich They're going to be on trial in the coming weeks. And, of course, they pleaded not guilty. And I'm like, y'all, the, the brother died unnecessarily. You were all there. You were all involved. But, of course, you know, I'm sure their lawyers always say, you know, you plead not guilty. Make them prove it. So, well, that's how many cops were involved? How many what? Cops were involved. Uh, there's at least three, from what I can tell. This guy, mm -hmm. Randy uh, Rodama, and then Rosenblatt, and then there's a third officer, Nathan Woodyard, and then there was two paramedics. Mm-hmm. So it took all of them to take down this thin brother. Yeah, he was a little guy. Yeah, he's a little guy, small frame guy. Mm -hmm. It ain't people right. People understand people's, people's logic and, 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 you know, what are they getting out of it? I don't know. They had a bad day or something, so they they, they just getting after somebody or what? I'm I'm not sure what that's about. It's crazy. It's getting out of hand for real. 
It was just unnecessary. You know, the way they wrestled him down and put him in a what they call a cardio carton. I don't know why I'm so tongue-tied tonight. They wrestled him down and put him in like a a carotid hold. It's some type Mm -hmm. of like a chokehold. And then Mm -hmm. they injected him with uh, that uh, ketamine. Mm -hmm. So he must have had a reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. He clearly had a reaction to that. They said um, the Mm -hmm. result from the autopsy was that he suffered a heart attack. Wow, it's too much for him. On the way, that was on the way to the hospital when they finally decided to try to do something. After he was Mm -hmm. on the ground, not moving. Then, by the time Mm -hmm. uh, they got to the hospital. He was uh, in the hospital for three days, uh, and then he was pronounced Mm -hmm. dead three days later. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of George uh, George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same type of thing. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's rad. So I don't know why the other Mm -hmm. officer, Rosenblatt, was acquitted, but... Mm-hmm. But you know, um, the family may go after those two um, for the constitutional. Uh, what do you call the constitutional rights or civil rights? They may get them in, in that instance. So yeah, I um, believe there was a see. settlement. I don't have the details mm-hmm. on it. For some it reason, I remember something about a, a settlement, like around fifteen million or something. Mm-hmm. I, I might. I hope I'm not confusing that with another case. There's been so many. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Yep. We'll move on. All right, Kettle. You're up next. All right. What's your focus? In California, California law creates uh, something called an ebony alert to find missing black people. Interesting. A new California law would create an emergency alert system to help find missing black youth and women between the ages of 12 and 25. Uh, Governor uh, Newsom signed into law October the 8th, but it won't go into effect until January the 1st. Uh, We'll enable the California Highway Patrol to activate the new Ebony Alert upon request from local law enforcement when a black youth or young black woman is reported missing. Uh, The Ebony Alert will uh, ensure that vital resources and attention are given so we can bring home missing black children and women. Interesting. Those um, want to say last year more than 130,000 black children under 18 were reported missing in the U.S., uh, according to the National Crime Information Center. Um, not everyone is celebrating this new law. Online comments range from joyful to outraged over concern that the Ebony Alert will allow people to decide whether they respond to the alert based on race. Some were upset that um, we're even at a point where this uh, is necessary since Amber Alert should be for all missing young people. And some feel that this furthers the separation of them and us even further. I agree. Hopefully this new law will shine more attention on missing young people of color and bring them home. Um. I'm kind of in the middle on this. Um, how do you guys feel? 
Come on, Papa, you quiet tonight. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you go first. No, I'm just listening because um, I heard something about, um, you know, the value of uh, people of color, you know, the uh, the melanomen and all that jazz, you know, and I heard there's money in that somehow, you know. And I mean, I know it sounds weird, but I was talking to someone today that mentioned about, uh, you know, the melan, the melanoma in people is uh, it has some self worth medically, you know. So it's very interesting, and and then just body parts. Period. You know, you'd be surprised. Mm. You'd be surprised what's going on today with all the transplants and all that jazz and. People that are exploited and, and lost and, and disappear and vanish and it's it's a crazy world out there. So you never know what's going on with stuff, you know. And when they find people, you know they you know they turn them over to the to the uh, medical examiner, but nobody talks about how the body was found. You know whether something was cut open or cut out or whatever. And families don't get that deep for their just want to bury their you know beloveds and. Mm-hmm. have a respectful funeral, but nobody says that, you know, the side the body was cut open and the kidneys were gone or the liver was gone or, you know, it's fucking crazy, man. You know, I just, we, we've, we've been specimens for years on different levels. People hate our guts, but then they also want to, you know, treat us like we're some kind of toss salad on the back end when it comes to science. So nothing surprises me. Well, yeah. I I do think that on the one hand, it sounded like a good idea to say, all right, we're going to pay more attention to missing black folks. But when you do it separately like that, I, I agree with how some people feel like, it's one thing when you see on the highway or you get that alert on your cell phone that says Amber Alert, missing child, you know, if you see a vehicle with these tags, call the police and all. It's just a missing child. But if you have a, a separate alert called an Ebony Alert, you know now for sure, oh, this is a missing black child. So any racist out there, who might have responded based on an Amber Alert, now this gives them the opportunity to say, oh, it's one of those black people. I'm not concerned and I'm not looking. And if I did see the car, I'm not going to tell it. You know, it gives people the option. So I I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword. I I don't see why Mm -hmm. it was really necessary, you know, the more I think about it. Why not just put more... Uh, more work workers or whatever it takes to locate mm-hmm. missing children, no matter what color they are. Right. Well, I, I think, um, like I said, I'm kind of on the fence. You know what you said, um, but I think the the issue is that the females or the young youth of color are not being found. Not you know they're not paying attention to um, you know if they're of color um, they don't care. So mm-hmm. to me this 
this ebony alert puts in your face, okay, this is a black child. We, you're going to take notice, okay? So, like you said, there's going to be some people that they're like, oh, come on, black children, I'm not interested. But there are some that will step up to the plate and say, hey, yeah. this is what we need to do. I mean, you know, look at it as being an amber alert. So, um, you yeah. know, I, I have to say the amber alert ways. didn't say, right, the amber alert didn't say black or white, but I don't know why people just assume that, okay, it's an amber alert that we all looking for white kids. So I don't know. Maybe uh, I think a lot more statistics have come out saying that um, youth and, and women of, of color have have um, not been found, you know, and the stats have show it. So mm-hmm. probably somebody felt like, hey, we need to put something else out there for people of color, uh, you know, to help find, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, over time if this is a good thing or not, you know. Um, so, you know, kudos to them. I, you know, I give them props for that. Well, fine. like I said, we'll see. Because I, yeah. I did see something about people saying how difficult it can be to get an Amber Alert. Um, at least this is what black people have said, that when you have a child that's missing and you ask the police, well, can you put up an Amber Alert, there is a whole lot of, like, red tape and whatnot involved. Now, I don't know how true that is. That was, you know, somebody's perspective who was in a particular newspaper article, but I don't know what the process is. So I don't know. Like I said, I'm with you on, I'm in the middle. We'll just have to see how it goes. I agree. I hope it helps. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Papa, come on. What you got? (laughs) All right. In focus, what you got? Well, I got a story about I've been talking about all week, and that's, uh, uh, you know, Jaden Will Smith. You know, that's, uh, you know, the thing that upsets me most about this story before I get into it is that um, sometimes I don't believe who celebrities really think they are. You know, I mean, when when have you rose above anything? When when you become a celebrity, you're already you're already being looked at, you know, like you're being examined like a fine tooth comb, you know? And everybody can see the results of your your situation, your life and everything by looking at your your children and Everybody's in nine different directions. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least I see it. I mean, I, I'm blessed to have been in a family that uh, was uh, a large family with all my brothers and sisters, and there was no outside entities. There was no, you know, um, family members from other marriages or other parts of the family or or the stuff that came in from or to a divorce or anything like that. It was just straight mother, father, sister, brothers. So when I look at that, 
and that's when we were kids, the normalcy of that. You know, we're all crazy as fuck now. But, you know, back then coming up as children, I saw the you know, the normalcy. But when I look at Will and 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 uh and and Jaden 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 I, I just see two kids, you know? I mean, I know Will had an outside child from his other situation, but I see two children between them two. And them kids have been through their own particular situations with everything. I mean, I mean, I know kids can do what they do and everything, and, and when you're under the microscope, it's interesting because we look at people a little more more interesting, but... But we've seen the son and the daughter, and we draw our own conclusions. We're not judging, but we draw our own conclusions, you know. And then, and then J.D. gets on this red table situation, and they're talking about all these other things that's supposed to be on a on a level of protection from what they're talking about, different situations with circumstances and all kinds of stuff and things like that. And and what it all boils down to now that she gets out there and confesses that they haven't been together for a while, it's it's such a contradictive and hypocritical situation to say that first of all, who, who do y'all think y'all are to sit up here and just lie to people? You know, like like we ain't been, and both of y'all are younger than me, so I've been black before y'all, and I've been existing before y'all and you know and everything like even when will says in west philadelphia born and raised hell i was born before you was and i was in west philly before you were and when his if you look at his uh just doing a little background thing you look at his production company overbrook overbrook is the high school that he went to and that's the same high school my mother went to so Overbrook was out there long before Will Smith. West Philly was out there long before Will Smith. So when you say West Philly, oh, West Philly like Will Smith, bullshit. If I'm 10, 15 years older than Will Smith, Will Smith is where I'm from. I'm not from where the fuck he's from. You know, so all I'm saying is that it gets to the point where they did all this stuff by trying to draw all this attention and. And they've done, you know, some some interesting things. Their movies and all that was great and all that. But the relationship all this time, if it's fucked up, then just go ahead on a divorce, you know? And divorce is no big deal. But for her to get on there and say that um, we were trying to figure out, and Will says, well, i never been part of a divorce, so therefore I didn't want to. And I think personally just my own speculation is the fact that you know, I think that if they were to divorce and if, if Will Smith gave her half of all his money, if he's worth $100 million, he gave her $50 million, I think that she would just fade into the fucking abyss. And she knows that. You know, that's just my opinion. I don't give a fuck who thinks different. Because I've seen him and all his stuff and all that, and I'm com- not comparing their talent or what they do. But I think that when it comes to her assurance during her downtime, I think she needed the whole Smith situation to keep herself relative. I don't think that he needed the Jada Pinkett to keep him anything, you know, and that's just my opinion. And like I said, I don't give a fuck who thinks different. 
That's just my opinion. You can go on a female right now, and then that's not dating female. You can whisper all that female shit if you want to. This is not about male or female. This is about two different people that's coming in with a different level of talent, a different level of likeness, a different level of what kind of assurance you put in them. And, and every time you see her, if you look on the situation with them together, I looked at the Entertainment Tonight thing, Every time they're going to kiss each other, she's kind of backing off with this and backing off with that and this and that. The body language is unbelievable. If you don't love the motherfucker, then why don't y'all just divorce? I mean, you're holding on or hanging on for what? Because the public is watching y'all like crazy. And now to get on TV to do that, to sell some kind of memoirs or whatever, now all the stuff you did on on the red table and for y'all not to be together that long, for you to be messing with this guy, the young boy, y'all weren't together, so y'all have plenty of time. And then to say you got caught up in entanglement, how long were you fucking him? Because we don't have the time frame and all. And now that you lie your ass off, we don't know what it's about. And I'm sure Will was out there doing his thing. So the two of y'all was living separate lives but making the public think y'all was together. Now, what kind of <clears throat> hypocritical lying ass bullshit is that as black people you know i mean people divorce every day every day yeah i agree with you and if you if you if you have to divorce and it gets to that point children are involved the shit gets ugly the jonas boy is going through right now um what's the girl's name the first winner from american idol uh Kelly. Kelly. Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Mm-hmm. She's going through it, went through it. She's paying her husband big money and all that, you know, and she, she's she got a, you know, a weight issue with that and things like that. And, you know, but that's just life, and that's just what the fuck is going on with that. If you look at everybody who's going through different things when it comes to relationships, and that's just what we, and we've all been there. And it's different at different times in your life. You know, you feel the pain more the 30s and 40s or maybe even 50s instead of your 60s now you say oh fuck them they're out fuck them you know once you get older you be like ah well fuck it i'll be dead in 30 years anyway so fuck them you know and I'm, I'm making <laughs> jokes and shit but what i'm saying is that for the two of them and i'm gonna close on this here for the two of them you guys were using the public for your own disposal you know and i'm not even going to give i'm not even going to put both of y'all were involved in that, in that deceit. Mm. <clears throat> now that she admitted it, what I want to hear now or what I have to hear now is I need to hear Will Smith's side of this shit. Now, brother, she done went mm. on TV and admitted this shit. <clears throat> what do you have to say about this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's your turn to talk about the shit. And what gets me, too, here's another thing. Now, I'm going to close on this. She sat down with Hoda, Okay. She didn't go on ABC and talk to Robin Roberts, you know, another person of color, to get them hard questions, and she damn sure didn't go talk to Gail King, okay? Because mm-hmm. Gail King had fucking, what's your boy's name in jail now oh, from Chicago? Uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly. She had that motherfucker crying mm-hmm. like a baby, okay? Mm-hmm. So she so, damn so sure she wouldn't go. Holder, Papa? Huh? Why? Why do you think she went to hold mm-hmm. She went to hold because she, she don't want. She went to hold because she don't want that kind of that that kind of re- reflux from her. 
You know what I'm saying? Because going black on black will give her a, and this is just my own speculation. Like I said, don't this ain't no no truth or no whatever. I'm speculating. She didn't mm-hmm. want to she damn sure wouldn't go to a, a black another black person like herself to get them hard questions. Because she's trying to sell her memoirs at the same time. Now you confess in the sell a book. Why do you just go and confess? Period. Why why does confession always gotta be hooked to a motherfucking book? Because this shit is out there. Well if you buy my book and then you buy my book. Well what the fuck? You know what I mean? That's the only way you can't what's that? Timing. Timing is everything. You know, yeah, but but that's bullshit. She's out of time. She's out of time. There's no time with her no more. Her shit is just completely, you know, and and like I said, this is my opinion. She don't have that leverage anymore to be timing and doing this and doing that. I understand people do it for that reason, but a lie is a fucking lie. The two things you got to ask yourself in your house, what do you trust? A thief or a fucking liar, you know? And that's two, 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 two things you got to ask everybody you know. What do I what do I trust? A thief or a liar? And you go back and forth because deep down inside you don't trust either one of them motherfuckers. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it at that. That's just my opinion. So don't 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 don't, don't shoot the messenger. Well, just my opinion. I read the story and I gave my 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 behalf on it. So what you gonna add to that, Kevin? I'm just wondering how does uh, Will feel? You know, I guess he's going to come out eventually, or he's not. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing that's going to happen is they're going to they gonna have to get shit or get off the pot. They're going to have to get a divorce and move <sighs> on with this separate life. Amen. I'm, Amen. I mean, you know, when, when my thing is when she, when she started the Red Table Talk, I think things were, um, you know, a part fence. And then what, 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 what tripped me out was she brought um, Will on, Talking about the entanglement, uh, you just selling red table talk. Um, y'all were already separated, and he acted right. like he was emotional and this emotional distress about it. But shit, you were already separated. Right, so exactly. Separated. exactly. Right. But when See, he, so he was acting this. Happen. She was acting yeah. this. It was a whole yeah, lot of uh, fakeness. And yeah, you know, and there's a big. And you know what? Noah Kettle. There's a big difference from being separated broke and being separated rich. Okay? These were two rich motherfuckers separated. These motherfuckers, they could have, one could have been in Fiji, the other one could have been in Costa Rica. Now, she claims that they've been separated since 2016. 2016. The Red Table didn't start until, what, 21 or 20, something like that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know it was after 2016. But, see, but, just, but but then too you, you you saw that she was doing different different things separate things um, away from Will Smith. I mean she had her thing and and vice versa because she had a band. She had an all female band at one time. She was she was traveling with that. Yeah, um, I remember you know, that. She, she, yeah, she she's a great actor. I don't know why she don't continue on. Last thing I saw her was in um uh um uh, Deepalizer with Friends of Deepa. She mm-hmm. came in yeah. as, a, as a good friend, somebody she knew. I mean, she did quite well. I like her acting. Yeah, but it's it, was like, a good ep- it was a good episode. Yeah, that was good. Right, I so I don't know why she feels that she has to keep hanging on. 
I don't know if she if she feels like if she step off of Will, then the people that like Will and now he didn't tarnish his shit by smacking Chris Rock, so he didn't fuck right. up his you know his good grace, you know. So I mean they both you know, and I think when he cracks when he smacked Chris Rock, I think that's when he lost his motherfucking mind on the whole oh, sure. situation. That was part of the camel's back, sure. That oh, most definitely. Because most definitely. You, you can tell in his speech, you know, when he spoke. He was like, yeah. the things you have to do for love and for your family, you know. Um, yeah. They were already separated. Yeah. So, but her her thing was mm-hmm. she didn't understand why he asked her to come to the, to the war. They were already separated. But he wanted to come as a unit, as a family. So he was giving mm-hmm. that facade himself. It's like, right. hey, he, he, he couldn't let go. So maybe he, he needed that support. You know, maybe that was yeah. So, and I think yeah. Chris Rock already knew their situation, that they were separated. Right, be- well, because in the interview, um, from what I heard, uh, Chris Rock was talking to uh, Jada on the side. You hmm. know, uh, yeah. you know, he in was on the stage, he was talking to her on the Yeah, no, 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 but I'm saying, no, that night, he was still talking to oh. Jada on the side. And, right. and no, I'm talking about 2016. Old... He was trying to right, um, but... date her. He was it asked her out because he had heard. Yes, Chris Rock asked Jada out back in 2016, and he asked oh, her okay. out because he had heard through the Hollywood Vine, Grapevine, mm-hmm. that she and Will were no longer together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people knew it, but I think a lot of people sworn themselves to secrecy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people that hung out with with, with uh, Will, like Chris Rock and people, I mean, not Chris Rock, but uh, Kevin Hart and people like that, that have been coming to his house and stuff you've seen, they, they knew the situation. Mm-hmm. But then you oh, can't sure. be separated from somebody and then all of a sudden go to a event with them and think everything's going to be hunky-dory because you guys have lost your connection. Once you lose right. your connection, you can't go to an, a, a dress-up affair like the Oscars and shit, and think that there's not going to be a space. You know, when you separate from somebody, there's air pockets in that shit now, you know? But see, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Both of them are such good actors. They showed yeah, up at all yeah. these events looking like they were so in love, like love was just dripping off of them. Yeah, well. Holding hands and all of that, I guess, to convince the public that everything was still cool. Yeah, she did something but on some I, I, red but I think Will Smith, I think he kind of more or less pushed that because some interviews that I've seen him in, it's like he just feel like he's just going to break down. He's going to crumble like a like a piece of cake without yeah, without Jada. You know, it, it, it could be going yeah. through some yep. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and you then, know, you know, mm-hmm. and she knows the reality. She she knows that he would survive. But I think that she's still playing the fact that he wants to keep the marriage from trying to keep him in perspective. But I think that mm-hmm. they break up, I think she will be the one to lose her fucking perspective. Not perspective of life, because mm-hmm. she's a Baltimore motherfucker, so she's going to be on her feet. She's going to be all right. But she's going to be all right on her mm-hmm. on her strength. Mm-hmm. She's going to be all right mm-hmm. on her strength, but she's, she's you know, I don't know. It's, the speculation is, I don't know. Right now, that shit is ugly. That shit, I can't even yeah. put a fucking cap on that shit. It's almost like, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's almost like you left the, the cap off of something 
and the flavor ain't the same. Right. You left the, the fucking rubbing alcohol on the fucking dresser open. But you know what? When you mentioned yeah. about the kids, I think back now, if you go back to a few years back, six, five, six years back, is that around the time when those two kids were, like, really going through some yeah, stuff? Yeah, they were fucking looking like... Because remember mm-hmm. when Jaden was, like, had lost a bunch of weight and then yeah. he was trying to do some modeling because yeah. the, the movie mm-hmm. career thing wasn't really, you know, panning mm-hmm. out for him. Right. Um, uh, so. Willow, Willow was going through some stuff and on the red table at one point. Yeah. Talking about mm-hmm. suicidal and all this other... It yeah. seemed like it was a lot going on with them. Well, he, yeah. the, the boy, he, the boy confessed the shit that that was going on with the family on in an interview. He said, "Yeah, when you raise and you, you know, and everything is going on in your family like this," and he was losing his mind at one time, big time. So mm-hmm. it was too much stress for them. Yeah, because they're no. looking at their parents just act a fool, and and while you're acting a fool, you know, you got a fucking twenty five million dollars in the fucking bank and shit. That's the, that's the interesting part about and you're it. And telling the kids, don't you say a word to anybody. Yeah, because we about got plenty of money. We got plenty of money, so don't worry about it. But we got we got money's not a problem. We got problems, but money's Ooh. not one of them. And I don't know, it's some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, some heavy shit. Ooh. Well, to be continued. Can we take can we take a CC first? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll take a quick break, and then we coming back with a much needed. Cocktail of the week. It's the Pajama Party Show. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. And uh, Nightmare on Bourbon Street. Interesting. 
Sounds pretty good around this time. Sounds kind of spooky. Let's see. Uh, cinnamon sugar for rim, optional. Um, we have one and a half ounces of bourbon, or two ounces if you prefer, your favorite bourbon. One ounce of fresh lemon juice. A quarter of a cup of apple cider. One to two teaspoons of real maple syrup. Um, one teaspoon of fresh grated ginger. Uh, eighth and a, a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, five ounces of sparkling hard um, honey crisp apple cider, uh, cinnamon sticks, rosemary, and apple slices for serving. Uh, rim a cocktail glass with the cinnamon sugar, fill with ice. In a, a cocktail shaker, combine the bourbon, cider, lemon juice, maple syrup, ginger, and cinnamon, and a shake to combine, uh, and then strain into the um, prepared glass. Top with hard cider, um, served with cinnamon sticks, rosemary, and apple slices if desired. And that is called the Nightmare on Bourbon Street. Hmm, wow. Interesting. Oh, that sounds really good. That sounds so good. A nice fall cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle, for the Nightmare on uh-huh. Bourbon Street. And we'll make sure that that cocktail recipe gets posted on the website, which you can find uh, over the weekend at apajamaparty.com. Don't forget the A. All right. Good one, Kettle. All right. Papa Didi, on to you next. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? You know, I tell you, you know, you know, life is a big old round circle, and um, it's very progressive, and it doesn't stop. It, uh, it it runs deep. It runs through generations, and it runs strong. You know, um, back when I was in the military, back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, I was in the U.S. Navy, and I did a couple of Mediterranean cruises, so going over to Europe in the Med, especially in the Navy, going on the ship, you get to see everything. You get to see the Med for what it is. You take it all the way out to uh, Saudi Arabia, turn around and come back. In the meantime, you go all through the Straits of Messina and you go all through Egypt and all that stuff. Back then, it used to be called uh, Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia. Now it's called the Czech Republic. And um, I seen all this stuff at 18, 19 years old. And the one thing that always was evident was the the battle between the, you know, the Israelis and the Arab the Arabs and the uh, Palestinians. That's always been ever since I was a little boy. You know that was going on in the Middle East. You know, Middle Eastern conflicts, and it manifests itself so much that that it cropped up today in 2023 and people looking at it and the way some people report it is like, you know, they're doing this and they're doing that. But the one thing we have to keep in hand, but that, that was a tragic situation that's still going on today with the difference. They, they, they snuck up on the people in, on a Saturday morning, just like the Japanese snuck up on America on a Sunday morning in Pearl Harbor back in 1941. And, the interesting thing about it is that 
when you wonder and people say, well, why is this going on or why is this happening, is deeply rooted. It goes far back because the biggest thing I can say to all this is that nobody has clean hands, you know, and especially not the United States. You know, we have done so much dirt at, at one time that it manifested itself because at the while, people that were their great-grandparents were killed back in, in the Palestinians and the Israelis, and all when they were killed back in the oh my goodness back during Yasser Arafat in them days people's great grandfathers people are still mourning them from back then and all that and they're trying to occupy areas and and this and that and then somebody goes off and and it even goes on today with 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 America I mean even let's see let's look for a minute to see how dirty our hands are at a time when are Americans, they took out Dr. King, Robert Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, Malcolm X. All these people was killed within the same time frame and the same barbaric assassination way, you know, right here in America by Americans. So who are we to talk about anybody? You know, and then, like I said, after a while, the children and grandchildren of that situation are still pissed off because, you know, you don't witness or know what it feels like to experience a tragedy unless you've experienced a tragedy. So sometimes you can't say why are them people doing like that or acting like that because, see, maybe at one time, I'm not going to name no countries or anything during this time frame, but at this time, at this time 50 years ago, maybe somebody bombed somebody else. You know, and, and, and affected their family and their situation. And now, 50 years later, somebody's bombing somebody else to retaliate on this stuff, which goes back 50 years, which is no big deal because life is life. And you, you see, you know, tragedy is tragedy. And when stuff happens tragic, it sticks with people. You know, I mean, you got people now that were killed in 9 11. <clears throat> They get pissed by the little things. They got pissed when, in the golf world, when the Saudi Arabians took over the golf world from the PG, you know, the uh, the regular uh, professional golf. The Saudi Arabians got in there. They called it live, and the people from 9/11 are pissed off because they're accusing Saudi Arabia from bombing the World Trade Center. So tragedies that affect people affect people. So when you see things that happen, don't think this happened, just happened. This stuff has been going on for years. I mean, years. The Israelis and the Palestinians and this stuff, they were, they were fighting back when I was a child. You know, you always look at TV and there was always a war in the Middle East, right? Always. No matter what else was going on on TV back in the 60s, or early 70s, there was always a war in the Middle East. And it just hasn't changed. And then on top of that now, the Republicans are tripping out with this whole thing with the Speaker of the House. Just like they tried to do when Trump was in, they wanted to get rid of Obamacare. Why are you going to get rid of Obamacare when you ain't got another damn care? You ain't got a Trump care for people to get. You got 10 million people on Obamacare, and Trump talking about, oh, let's get rid of it, let's get rid of Obamacare. Then what the fuck are you going to do when you get rid of it? It's like now, let's get rid of McCarthy. You know, let's, okay, you got rid of him. 
Now, who you got? Now you got nobody. And the Speaker of the House gets together with the Congress, and they approve money. They approve the, the, the fiscal year money that's coming up soon. And they, where they at? They took off. Oh, we voted. Oh, Solis. No, well, let's pick up the other guy. No, let's pick up the other guy. Well, no, fucker, let's take off. These are the most taken off motherfuckers. But if the, if the government ran out of money, they still get paid. Now, how the fuck? You know what I mean? Damn, no wonder they're arrogant as shit because they ain't got to worry about shit. They get sick, they just go to the hospital. No big deal. No bill, no nothing. And I'm, I'm just talking and speculating, but I'm saying deep down inside that, man, we got to get our shit together because with all the people that are watching us, the Russians, China, that crazy motherfucker Kim Jong-un in fucking North Korea, if these three jokers get together... You know, now we all messed up in the Capitol. They can bomb the shit out of us. You know, and I'm I'm just talking. And I hope it doesn't happen where it's just conversation. But our shit is so raggedy right now that it's not even funny. I mean, and, you know, they say the world is going to end by fire. And it's going to start with a war in the Middle East. You know what I mean? Revelations is just coming about. I'm not going to, you know, get, you know. You're not gonna preach. I ain't gonna preach up in here. Okay. But just just look at the you know, as the saying goes, by earth, wind, and fire. You know, living in the last day of times. You know. Anyway, I'm gonna leave it alone. Okay then. Oh. Ooh, Lord. Got the mic. Well. Oh boy. Well, Cal. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> what you gonna do, Cattle? Lighten it up. <laughs> Lighten Lighten it up. I was waiting on Cattle uh, to give the word. The weird news. <laughs> lighten it up. All right. Joke. He All got right. heavy. He said, "Let's lighten it up." All right. Well, All let's right. lighten it up. Weird yes, news time. Oh, Cattle, you're up first All this right. week. Yes, I am. All right, Minneapolis. U.S. Customs official sees giraffe feces from women, from a woman at Minnesota airport. Federal customs agents poo-pooed the plans of an Iowa woman who wanted to make jewelry from giraffe feces she picked up on a trip to Kenya and brought back to the United States in her her luggage. The woman declared the small box of feces when she was selected to have her belongings inspected upon arrival. This was um, in Minneapolis. Um, the woman who, who was not identified told officials she planned to use the waste to make a necklace, as she had done in the past with moose poop. Giraffe poop can be brought back to U.S. with the proper permits and inspections. Uh, the station reported that the woman uh, wanted uh, won't face sanctions because she declared that the feces and gave it to customs. The agency's agriculture specialist destroyed the giraffe poop. There was a real danger with, uh, with bringing fecal matter, matter into the U.S. Custom Board to protect the Chicago field director said, and uh, if this person had entered the U.S. and had no declared, uh, not declared these items, there uh, is high possibility. <laughs> A person could have contracted a disease from this jury and developed serious illness. Oh, God. What is oh that? Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's some jury, some 
uh, animal species. <laughs> Come on, Papa, what's up? You, you want to wear some feces? Who does that? <laughs> My question is, where's she going with a, with a giraffe <laughs> giraffe crap necklace? Where are you going? Ain't no telling. <laughs> and that's how probably probably stinks so loud. Oh my God, she did it with like her dad going. What's this? Oh God, with the moot coos. I don't even believe that. <laughs> the woman oh, lying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, wild, God. folks out here. Well, yes, I, I got the next one. I got another crazy one for you. This one has to do with a mummified man. This mummified man is going to receive a proper burial after being on display at a funeral home in Pennsylvania for 128 years. I'm like, wait a minute. He's been on display in a casket, and I saw the picture of it. He's been laying there in that casket, mummified, for 128 years. They named the man Stone Man Willie. They said he died in a local jail in 1895 where he suffered kidney failure after being arrested for pickpocketing. He was accidentally mummified by an undertaker who was experimenting with new embalming techniques, according to the funeral home in Reading, Pennsylvania. The uh, the man, the mummified man, is dressed in a suit with a bow tie, and they call him, like I said, Stone Man Willie. He's displayed in a coffin with a red sash across his hair, his chest. His hair and teeth are still intact after 128 years, and his skin has taken on a leathery appearance. Um, having given a fake name at the time of his, his arrest, his identity remained unknown for all these years, and local officials could not contact any relatives. But using historical documents, Stone Man Willie's real name has now been identified, and they inscribed it at the bottom of the tombstone when he was buried October 7th. We don't refer to him as a mummy. We refer to him as our friend Willie, said funeral director Kyle Blankenbiller. The funeral home had petitioned the state for permission to keep the man's body instead of burying it because they said they wanted to monitor the process of the experimental embalming technique. So ahead of the funeral, local residents came out into the streets to celebrate Redding's 275th anniversary, and Stone Man Willie's coffin was carried on a motorcycle hearse as part of the parade through the city. That's what I said. What is going on? Where is that? Redding, this Redding, is in Reading, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Oh my lord! And the casket had a clear. I saw the picture of the casket. It was clear on the sides with glass, I guess, so you could see the casket in there and motorcycle pulling it. I mean, they gave him like a dignitary, you know, burial. Hmm. Stone Man Willie. All right, another news. Wow. On too soon. <laughs> Years. <laughs> what you got, Papa? Right, this is in Colorado. This is a large uh, pig named Fred. Fred was captured after days of uh, low-level crimes up in uh, Aurora, Colorado. They said uh, a sizable and uh, mischievous pig is on track for a new life 
after spending days disturbing traffic and, da- and damaging property in uh, Aurora, Colorado. Uh-uh. Fred, with what he's known now, they gave him a name Fred. He was first spotted on the streets. Now, this appeared out of nowhere because nobody's claiming his ass. I guess <laughs> nobody wants to do fines or whatever it takes to. <laughs> nobody to be, wants to admit see, it. See, people get this little pet pig, you know, and they're they loving it. You know what I mean? He sleeps, got a little bed for him and shit. Then all of a sudden the pig grows to be 600 goddamn pounds. <laughs> So they leave him outside, you know. Anyway, Fred, his name is Fred now, and he was first spotted on the streets on September 24th, you know, just recently. Mm-hmm. All right, when the city received a call about a pig in traffic, okay? Mm-hmm. And they said the city spokesman, this guy named Michael Bannon, uh, he was the city spokesman, but Fred uh, evaded animal control that afternoon, and over the next few days. Nobody could catch his ass. Crazy. And he's a big pig? He's 600 pounds. Anyway. Good God. Evaded animal control that afternoon over the next few days. Received multiple sightings of the pig, mostly trolling through traffic and digging up landscapes and evading uh, dumpsters and all kinds of things. I would love to have seen that shit. <laughs> Is this on video? Anyway. But on September 20. But on September 27th now, Fred's troublemaking dubbed a multi-day, he, he was dubbed a multi-day crime spree by the local news that came to a close on the 27th. But the pig didn't give up easy. They had to build a trough and a, they had to build a, well, they got a carpenter to build like a, like a trough to lead him into a trailer. Mm. They They built this little like, you know, like you do for a wheelchair lift kind of thing. Oh. And got him on that and got him into a trailer and things like that. Several employees took like like eight employees, city employees, police and everything else to lead him through this trough and into this trailer. Poor so now man. they're trying to figure out why he's in the, now they're feeding him regularly in there and everything. He's in there tearing it up and banging. The trailer's shaking and all this jazz. And uh, mm. they're trying to find out because there's no computer chip in him. You know, like not computer chip, but, uh, you know, a little ID microchip. Oh. There's no microchip, so it doesn't belong to a farm that's going to kill it or whatever. But uh, So now they're trying to figure out what to do with them, you know, who owns them, what to do with them. And mm. in the meantime, he's just, they're just, he's living off of uh, tax money by getting fed and so taking up a trailer. He's living his best life. Yeah, but I don't think anybody's going to be living that trailer when he leaves that joint. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that's Fred the Pig up in... Uh, Aurora, Colorado. Ran up there, can up. I don't know if there's any video of that, but uh, mm, I would like to see that too. Oh, Fred! Shout out to Fred. Well, so, take a break and uh, come back with uh, yeah, we red wine. With uh, I'm just saying. All right, sounds like a plan. I'm just. I wish I could find that video. I'm with you on that one. I want to see Fred. But all right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming back with, I'm just saying, on the other side of the break. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. 
We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen, or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. All right, welcome back to the John Party. One here with Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. I'm Swa, darling. All right, we're going to turn over to Red Wine. Uh, I'm just saying. Okay. Saying? Thank you, Papa Didi. You know what? Tonight, I'm just saying, can't you all just get along? I'm back on the politics again, man. This It is shameful and pathetic that the Republican-dominated United States representatives cannot get their act together. Now, if you go back and look at everything that's been going on, first, they allowed themselves to be led by that tiny brain Matt Gates out of Florida. He's the one that made the motion to vacate the seat of the speaker. He's the one that put all of that in motion. Of course, they all jumped on the bandwagon and was like, yeah, let's get rid of McCarthy. Get rid of him. So they did that without a plan to replace McCarthy. Okay, that's like throwing away your old clothes when you don't have any other clothes to put on. Now you're walking around naked looking crazy. Who does that? Oh, that's what they did. Now, the Democrats were part of the vote because everybody had to vote on uh, getting rid of Kevin McCarthy. And maybe it was justified. I don't know. I can't say whether McCarthy was doing a good job, bad job. Apparently, the Republicans didn't like the job he was doing. But like I said, it was a half-baked plan. Now they're they're fighting over who's going to get the job of the Speaker of the House. I'm just saying, can't you guys get along? They fought over McCarthy getting the job. Now you remember when McCarthy got the job, it took 15 different votes till he finally had enough votes. You need at least 217 to have the majority. It took him 15 different votes. That's why it took so long for that process to go through. And now they're battling it over again. First, it was between two candidates. Both of them are just as bad as the other. That was uh, Scalise and uh, what's his name? Jim, uh, Jim, uh, God, what's that man's name? Jordan. Yeah. It was between the two of them. So Scalise ended up winning the the committee votes they have to do some kind of committee vote thing so jim i mean uh scalise got the vote and then the very next day he decided i'm out i'm dropping out because he didn't have the 217 necessary votes to have the majority so he said i'm dropping out and on top of that um, he's got some kind of medical issue, some kind of cancer that he's dealing with. I think it was just too much for him. So he dropped out. But when he dropped out, once again, there was no plan. He was supposed to be the person going forward, and then he backed out. So once again, 
they go into scramble mode. Meanwhile, in the real world, the country has got so many issues going on, like the federal budget expiring the middle of next month, there's a war in Israel, crime and violence is on the rise, foreign aid money needs to be designated for those who need to or who are going to get it, and they're over there battling each other, determine who's going to get to hold the gavel. Are y'all serious? And some of them have gone out of town, like we mentioned earlier. They just said, you know what, I'm going back to my state. I'm going on wherever I'm going. I'm getting out of here. So they roll out, and nothing has been decided yet. And then some of the Republicans have been making all these public statements, shooting each other down when they were going back and forth. Um I mean, y'all got to get it together. Even if you're not unified, you have to at least look unified in the public's eyes. But y'all are airing all your dirty laundry in public. It's a hot mess. It looks completely crazy. And these are, like I said, these are the people who are leading the country. You're supposed to be legislating. Y'all can't legislate your daggone self. Mm-hmm. How are you going to legislate the country? The lack of a Speaker of the House has paralyzed the government, and as a result, nothing is getting done. Laws aren't getting passed. Bills aren't getting voted on. Everything is at a standstill, waiting for the Republicans to get it together. If it wasn't so sad, it would be funny, but it's an embarrassment. I, all I'm saying is, and now, as of like late today, now Jim Jordan is the the choice. Jim Jordan is a hot, hot, hot flaming mess. mess. Hot this man mess. goes off on people at the drop of a hat. He has such a temper. There is no way I can see him chilling out enough to be the speaker of anything. Yeah, the man is disrespectful. He's a hothead. This is going to be... Lord help us. That's all I can say. This is a mess. So right now, Jim Jordan is the person who they're putting forward. Um, They're going to come back, I guess, on Monday and try to vote again and get it together. But I'm just saying, this is red wine, and I'm just saying, Republicans, can't y'all just get along long enough to do your daggone job? Because right now, you look like a whole bunch of clowns failures, and foolish people. It's embarrassing. Y'all should be really ashamed of yourself. Yeah. And that's all I'm saying. Man, they're messed. And they act like they're not supposed to be there. Yeah, they... And there's no, you know, you, you they're doing all this stuff to win the... They even brought your boy in from New York. Uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, Which one? The one that got in on a lie. Oh, Santos. Santos. Yeah. They brought him in so they can win the, you know, the Republican House. Mm-hmm. So now they own the House, and ain't no head running it. Yep. What's up with that? I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't think Democrats would ever be in a situation like that. I don't recall there ever have been uh, a Democratic-run House where something like this went down. And then you're going to bring a person in there like, yeah, what's his name, Gat? Gates? Oh, Matt Gates. He comes in, and he's the youngest little... Now, he was chasing these 17-year-olds a couple yeah. of years ago. 
now he's like Mr. Big Cheese. And, oh, it, yeah, he's the one that said, well, let's let's put it to a vote. I, I um, what do you call it when you make a motion? He's the one that made the motion to kick McCarthy out. He made the motion to vacate. It's the sad case. right now, especially with what's going on in in Israel and everything. You know, it's just, it's very sad. Yeah. But I'm gonna turn it over to you, Papa Didi. Living okay. For the city, what's happening? All right. What I want to do is I want to do a little uh, sports lesson here for a minute. Okay. All right. Go I ahead. know that baseball is not something that people focus on or look at or like or whatever the case may be. Okay, but these are the days of the playoffs. Now, let me say how it breaks down. I'm going to say this real quick. You got wild card teams. Those are teams that won the second best records. And then you got the main dogs. Okay, now the main dogs were the Dodgers in Los Angeles, the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros, and the Baltimore Orioles, okay? Now, you got America and National League, okay? You had two, four, six, eight people when you went to the initial playoffs. And the four people were waiting for, you know, it was 16 altogether, but then it went down to eight. But anyway, to make a long story short, we just had the uh, what's called the uh, division series where you had – the four best teams was the Dodgers, Atlanta, and the National League. And the American League had Houston and Baltimore. Now, the Arizona Diamondbacks, they were just wild cards, and so were the Phillies. But So the wild card played the best. So Arizona played the Dodgers in L.A., and they whooped their ass. So now the Dodgers being the best, but they're gone now, so Arizona's left. Now, the Phillies was a wild-card team out of Philly. They played Atlanta, which was the best. Philly beat Atlanta. All right? So, Philly now is going to play Arizona Diamondbacks for the division series. Now, who wins between these goes to the World Series. On the American side, Houston was playing Minnesota. Minnesota was a wild-card team. Houston was the main guy. Houston won. Houston Astros. In fact, that's the only team that got a black manager. Okay? Yay, Houston. Yeah, he's, uh, his name is, uh, damn, I don't remember his name. He'll get back is to that me. that that guy Dusty something? Dusty, yep, Dusty Baker. I don't know why I know that. Yeah, you know it. Anyway, and the other ones that won big was Baltimore Orioles. They played the Texas Rangers, and the Texas Rangers whooped their ass. Oh, so Baltimore was the big team that, you know, was the one expected to win, but they lost. So now you got Houston playing against the Texas Rangers. And by the way, the Texas Rangers is part owned by the Bush family, the George Bush presidential family. They own part of the... Wait, Houston and Texas, they're both yeah, in Texas? Yeah, they're both in Texas. Oh, okay, that's two The Texas Rangers, okay. Texas Rangers, they're out of Dallas. And then you got the Houston oh, Houston okay. Astros. So you got, you got Texas on Texas team for the American League. So just so you know what's happening, it all starts on Monday and Tuesday. It'll be every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because it's getting cold, so they got to get this shit over with. Mm-hmm. Okay? So starting Monday of next week, <clears throat> you're going to have Philly 
playing the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you're going to have the two teams out of Texas, the Houston Astros playing the Texas Rangers for the American League. Now, whoever wins between either one of those play each other for the World Series. Okay. So it would be on the national side, you got Philly and Arizona, and on the American side, you got Texas and Texas, the Rangers and the Astros. So, so this starts on got? Monday. Hey, I'm from Philly. Phillies is up in there. So Okay. So they're down to the final four. So just so you know what's happening with that. Arizona Diamondbacks and the Philadelphia Phillies, and you got the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers. All right. Now. Whoever wins between those four teams, the two of them go for the World Series. And that's where it is in baseball right now because you're going to see it on TV. You're going to flip the channel starting next week. Click, click, click. Damn, what's this? Click, click, click. Baseball all everywhere. Place. Comes on 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah, it comes on. Some games come in the afternoon. Yeah, because it's getting cold. All right. I got to get that shit over with. All right. Now we know. <clears throat> Little baseball news. The game's been good as hell too, though. Go black coach team. Dusty Baker. Alrighty. Those games have been really good though. All right, cool. Thank you. All right, uh, let's see. We're ready for the Hollywood wrap up. Kettle, you ready? Take a CC. Can take a short CC. <laughs> y'all and y'all CCs. I'm like ready to get to it. I want to know. <laughs> Oh, what's going on? It's a lot. We need to buckle up for this one. All right. You're going to make us wait for it. We'll wait for it. All right. We'll take a quick break, and we're coming right back with the Hollywood Wrap-Up. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called... What's popping with Papa Didi? And the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life, and life as we know it as far as the hood is concerned and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Popping? And living for the city. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party Show. Uh, this is Red Wine, and I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Papa Didi. Yes, Papa Didi lost. <laughs> That's all right. Papa we know Didi. he's there. I'm ready. Papa, That's Papa all Didi good. I'm ready. Snack mode. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. Okay. Okay. All, good. okay. He's, all he's right. He's coming right now. All right. Wait, wait. Right. You said it. Come. Here it comes. All right. Come on with the intro. You ready with it? She's ready to go. Hollywood. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Hollywood. Take it away. Thank you. Go back to snacking, Papa. All right. We haven't heard this name in a long time. LeVar Burton. He replaces mm. Drew Barrymore as National Book Awards host. Hmm. Call it a ah. rainbow after the storm. LeVar Burton has been named the new host of the 74th Annual National Book Awards. Didn't know they had one. 
Uh, the yeah. Reed Rainbow Star is stepping into replace Drew Barrymore, who was let go as host last month amid controversy surrounding her daytime show, uh, talk shows planned to return to the air during the Hollywood writers' strike. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Ah, wow. okay. okay. Interesting. Uh, Burton previously hosted the ceremony in 2019. In addition to being known for his roles on Star Trek The Next Generation, which I'm quite sure you love, Red Wine. Uh, yes, and of I course, did. he was uh, Kente Kute and uh, Roots. Uh, Burton is a longtime legacy advocate. I'm sorry, legacy advocate. He hosted Reading Rainbow for more than 20 years. Wow, I don't know what that long. And uh, he has really been fighting back against. Uh, book bands appearing as the American Library Association Honorary Chair during the Band Books Week. He also continues to share his love for reading through his um, podcast, Savar Burton Reads, uh, where he narrates uh, short fiction. All right. He's always been into reading. I have to give him kudos for that. Go ahead for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go, LaVar. All right. Yeah. Uh, Chris Rock. I haven't heard his name since the famous slap. Um, he, he was on a tour, you know, his tour sold out because of the famous slap. Um, uh, Chris Rock is set uh, to direct a biopic about Martin Luther King Jr. with Steven Spielberg as executive producer. Really? This marks the comedian's fourth um, directorial uh, endeavor. Yeah, comedian Chris Rock and Academy Award winner director Steven Spielberg are collaborating on a biopic about the life and career of the late civil rights icon, Martin Luther King. I mean, how many more movies are we going to have? But I guess everybody has their own point of view. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good point. Is, uh, yeah, Walk is reportedly in the final stages of negotiations to direct and produce the project for Phil, uh, Steven Spielberg as executive producer. He, he is financing the money, so hey, uh, Steven Spielberg, he is needed. That's what's up. Okay. All okay. right. That's pretty yeah, kudos. Yeah, kudos to that. Yeah, interesting. Chris uh, Rock is a pretty good, pretty, pretty decent actor, and I like that. Um, you know, he's doing different things now. Uh-huh. Um, also, Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross. Uh, first look at the um, uh, Christmas movie called Candy Cane Lane. The movie Murphy's first holiday film reunites the actor with the director. Um, uh, Reginald Hudlin. Um, the holiday is about to get funnier with uh, prime video premieres in its new movie called Candy Cane Lane with Eddie Murphy and Tracy Ellis Ross. Interesting. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, everybody knows uh, uh, Eddie Murphy, you know, the Boomerang franchise and all that. So um, why not? Um, him and the Christmas movie, well, I think it might be pretty cute. I think they play yeah, much probably in wife in this particular. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be funny, uh, you know. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, um, see her, see her do something different other than blackish. So, why not? Mm-hmm. Talking about um, director uh, debut, Deborah Fox talks directorial debut, her most challenging role in which of her classic films she wished she directed. Her film, First Lady, uh, BMF, the Tanisha Welch story, 
uh, it streams on BET Plus. Uh, it's already out. October the 5th it came out. Um, of course, Vivica Fox is a household name in front of the camera. Still, it looks like the seasoned actress is testing her skill test behind the lens as she is set to make her director a debut on the BET Plus biopic. Hmm. Go ahead, girl. Okay. Uh, yeah. You guys have to I'm look up uh, Tanisha. Yeah, Tanisha Welch. Um, it was, uh, I saw she was on um, Tamara Hall's show, Vivica Fox, and, and the real uh, Tanisha Welch uh, was on the show. We talked about what the film is about. Um, I believe she sold drugs, was, was like a drug lord, um, and went through some challenges and stuff. So, interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, also, Neo. This is interesting. I didn't know all of this. Neo de- uh, declared legal father to his youngest kid. I guess uh, his girlfriend, and he wasn't sure that was his kid. A court determined that singer Neo is, is, legal, uh, is the legal father to the two youngest children. The 43-year-old singer, whose real name is Schaefer Smith, Asked the court to determine the parental uh, parentage of Brandon and Brixton, sons he fathered with his um, ex-girlfriend. Uh, Neil wished for the court to allow his sons to collect inheritance from uh, him, despite never having married uh, the young lady. The court will also allow the boys to take the um, surname Smith as well. Um, he has other children. Um, he had an ex-wife, had a child by her, and four other kids with his uh, uh, latest ex-wife. Neo, Man, that sounds messy. That sounds uh, messy. Yeah. Lord yeah. have mercy. He has uh, uh, children 12, 11, um, 5, 7, and 2. Okay. Good grief. He's been doing a lot, Neo. Yeah, he's he been rocking and rolling, baby. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh also uh talking about divorce, Jeezy and uh Jenny Ma go living together amid the divorce. Jeezy shocked the masters when he filed for divorce earlier this year. Interesting. They are living proof that celebrity doesn't necessarily make the awkwardness of enduring a divorce any easier. The two are still living together in their Georgia home as they go through the legal process. Interesting. Hmm. But there's very little interaction uh, between them as they come and go from the house. Uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that house. Um, Mm. He filed for divorce September the 14th. Wow. Gigi 46 and she's 44. So I I saw a pretty good interview with her on um, Sherry Shepard's show. It was pretty good. you know, she's talking about the divorce and what she's been through and yada, yada. I guess it was a big shock, but um, cause they they were only married for two years, so. Yeah. But, uh, that was a quick I, I don't know what went wrong. Yeah, I don't know what went wrong with that. I'm not sure. But at least um, they got a one-year-old daughter. Something good came out of it, so uh, kudos to that. And uh, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. That's for the night. All righty. Thank you. That was some good stuff. Good stuff. Kettle always get, get all the good details and whatnot. When the Hollywood 
connection. Uh, I did have one more to add. Um, I wanted to send condolences to the Isley family. Uh, Rudolph passed away this week. I think I don't have his age in front of me. I think he was 84, if I recall correctly. Uh I think he was 84. Yeah, he was one of the... Um, I don't know if he was the oldest, but he was definitely one of the founding members of the group when they oh, first okay. started out mm-hmm. back in the fifties, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Yeah. And he mm-hmm. was also the brother that was in the legal battle over the use of the Isley name. Oh, okay, yeah. That was him. Oh, yeah, he was eighty four. Mhm. Yeah. Okay, so he was, mm, wow, interesting. Yeah. He died on the 11th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said he died peacefully in his sleep. Mm-hmm. But, so condolences to the Asley family. Mm-hmm. I wanted to add that one on. All right, mm-hmm. well, let's see. Um I didn't have anything else to add to that, so we can go on down to the Kiss It list. Your people. Papa Didi, can you explain the mm-hmm. Kiss It list, please? Kiss It list is uh, everybody showed their butt. The old Republican Party, of course. Oh, yeah. Openers. Definitely put them on there. Santos, Jim uh, Jordan, Scalise, uh, all of them. They have really, really... Shown there behind this week. Papa Dan, Papa Dan. Um, also, I wanted to add the officers involved in the murder of Elijah McCain. Put them on the kiss it list. Um, I'm going to put Will and Jada on the kiss it list. Yeah, buddy. Sure Just for the deceitfulness. Yeah. You know, I don't know what's really going on with y'all, but if y'all have been apart since 2016, you just been lying to everybody all this time. And then they come out and that's crazy. Like that. that's, that's just crazy. So that's, why, why do you just keep it going? What the hell? We didn't know otherwise. That's what I'm saying. Both of y'all want to kiss it. Yeah, man. where did the confession come from and why? I mean, um, <laughs> I don't even know. I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? I don't even have a long list this week. It's been so many shenanigans going um, on. Uh, what's his name? Who? That, that senator from Jersey. Oh, Menendez. Menendez, oh yeah. Him yeah. And his, him and his hoochie mama wife. Stealing money from, or oh, accepting oh, bribes from Egypt. Egypt, I mean, gold bouillon cubes. Five hundred thousand dollars in cash that was in the pockets of his jacket. <laughs> it's craziness. No, I was. I've been. He said I have been withdrawing money from the bank over the past few years. You got five hundred grand just laying around, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah, when you get money, you're not supposed to have. Oh, I got one more. The lady that was trying to get the giraffe feces through the customs. So she can make a necklace out of it. I don't know what what is up with this woman and her life, but something ain't right with her. She's on the kiss it list. Why are you making necklaces out of 
out of poop. I don't understand. And don't forget the punk-ass cops couldn't trap Fred. Oh, yeah, that's right. The cops said had a hard time catching Fred the pig. Now, how fast could a 600-pound pig be? That y'all couldn't catch this pig, really? All of y'all on the kissing list. Uh, you got anybody, Kevin? Nope, y'all ain't got everybody. That's the only Republican people y'all been talking about all week. <laughs> Put them on the kissing um, list. Oh, all the gangbangers and uh, the car thieves, the uh, all of those kind of people out here burglarizing, terrorizing, and harassing people. Uh, these kids mm-hmm. that have been uh, bum-rushing these stores, grabbing merchandise mm-hmm. and running. All of you all are on the kiss it list. Y'all are buck wild, out of control. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the last one. That's everybody. All right. That's everybody. We have a special prize for this week's Kiss It List winners. And here it is. Kiss my empire ass. My ass. All right, welcome back to John Park, Money Host Papa DJ. I'm here with Kevin. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. We're down to the last word, and I'm going over to you first, Papa DJ. Well, I tell you what. What's your last word? I mean, I, I just want to say much condolences to all the terrible killings over there in the Middle East on both sides. You know, uh, the innocent people, all the collateral damage. And I hope that, I know Israel Israel wants to retaliate and everything, but just, just, just watch how hard you go in because you're going to kill more innocent people. And that's kinda not going to soothe anything. And you may end up killing the people that they took prisoner over there. So sometimes you got to be the bigger person and say, all right, let's just got to do some, make some peace and, you know, get it back to the beginning again because it ain't going nowhere. Like I said, it's been going on for years and years and years and years. But at some point, you got to have a ceasefire and kind of put things back together because if you keep bombing, after a while, you're going to get to the borders of Egypt and the borders of Syria and the borders of all the little countries over there that's trigger-happy, Iraq, Iran, you know. And, and, you know, it's amazing. So... I just wish peace over there in the Middle East. All right. Amen to that. My last word is, I have a wish for peace right here in the U.S. of A. There's still too much domestic violence going on, crime going on. This stuff has got to stop. 
it, it's just too much. The dysfunction of the Senate, the, the House, I mean, of representatives, it's too much. I think we really need to take a breath and regroup and figure some stuff out. Because otherwise, you know, I think we're going to end up lighting the match to our own bomb if we can't get it together. Yeah. And that's my last word. What's your last word, Kevin? Um, like you said, we got a lot going on over here on this end. Um, first of all, we need to stop sending money to Ukraine and how we don't send none to Israel. Um, we got issues over here already. Um, and also, um, the food that ran over the little boy in Northeast uh, today, it's just crazy. You're going to run people over, run the little boy over, and then you're going to leave the scene. That's crazy. I just don't understand wow. people. What is going on with people today? It's just, you know, and, 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 and it's good that it's the good Samaritans out there to help people, but hopefully they got the person's tag number and... Uh, I just hope the little boy is just okay. I'm quite sure he's going to be traumatized. But the mother was saying to herself, what could I have done something different? No, you in the crosswalk, you were going across the street, and the man just came down the street and just ran the boy straight and then kept That's it. terrible. I don't understand people now. I, I just don't understand their mentality. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah. just, just don't understand it. That's my last word. Hmm. Is that the one where it was the little boy and a dog? Uh, they were with their mom and I think their sister. Um, but the little boy got hurt. I think the other one didn't get hurt as much as he did. Um, okay. Well, I don't know. You're right. It's just too much. Too much going on. Well, I guess we said what we came to say and did what we had to do. About to wrap it on up for this edition of A Pajama Party Show. Be sure to check us out online at apajamaparty.com. Shout out to our parent company, DC Homegrown. We appreciate you keeping us on the air. Uh, What else? Any other shout outs? Thanks, appreciation. Uh, thanks to the friends, family, and the listeners for hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate you. And um, I don't know. Anything else? We're going to say good night. Good night, everybody. Say good night. Yeah. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Until we meet again. Arrivederci. <laughs> next Friday night. Peace out. Uh, oh, oh, the blo- oh, the. Uh, podcast. Kettle, can you tell everybody where you can hear us on different podcast platforms? Uh, uh, Apple, uh, Deezer, um, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. So, or check us out on com, or check us out on DC Homegrown Entertainment. Um, they are our parent company. They keep the lights on for us. So you can go on their website and you'll find us. Pajama uh, Party. Every Friday night. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's about it. That's about it. That's it. We're done. All right. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's doing porky pig. All right. 
Good yeah. night, everybody. We'll, we'll do it All again right. next Friday night. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiku. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.